Hi, I'm Marty. I'm Dave. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And this is Door 14 Hockey. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Door 14 Hockey Podcast. I'm your host Marty alongside Dave. Hello. John. Hello. And Aaron. Hello there. Full house tonight, guys. How you all doing? It's good to see you. Um, Dave, we'll come to you first. Uh, we haven't seen you in a while. How are you keeping? Not too bad. Uh, busy is the best way to put it. Uh, one thing after another. Uh, but yeah, it's good. Good to be back. Good, good. Good to see you. Aaron, we'll come to you next. Uh, I think when we were last doing our podcast two weeks ago, I think you were in that. At there, London for work. How are you I, doing? I was in that there, that there big smoke, and I, I caught. I think I caught the tail end or the the middle of or of the podcast. So I did um, from some dodgy hotel internet. Um, but you know, glad to be here. It's good to be back. Similar to Dave, it's just go 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 at the moment. But in the, in between, trying to get all the Christmas decorations up and the outside lights out, getting time for Christmas. Yeah, it is indeed, and we'll be talking a lot about Christmas in this in this episode. Definitely, I think in every period, I think we've got something maybe Christmas related we're going to talk about. Um, and John, obviously, last but not least, uh, you were on the last podcast, but uh, how are you doing? I see that's a different background you've got tonight. It is coming to you live from North Belfast. Um, what? Yeah, uh, so over for a few days. It's the wife's birthday in a couple of days, so we're over for a few days with the wee one. Had a, a couple of days off, uh, which has been lovely. Took her down into or all three of us went down into Belfast uh, today, down to the Austrian Museum, and little one absolutely tore the place apart, which was lovely. Good, good. Um, I, I mean, I'm I'm in my late 30s, and I still love going to the Austrian Museum. Every single time I go down, I see something new that I enjoy doing. I think last time, I think it was photographs of me wearing, uh, I think, a helmet and a shield, and I think uh, a sword, I think, as well, and in, in like the kids' room, I think. <laughs> we were in with our nephews and nieces, so yeah, it's always great. That was just at home in one of your in one of your playrooms in the house. Yes, yes, Aaron, you, you caught me on, indeed. <laughs> um, guys, it has been pretty eventful um, two weeks since our last recording um, between changes in the league, losses, wins, um, losing streaks, breaking of losing streaks. Um, and over in the NHL, there's been a lot going on there too between, uh, I mean, uh, loss, wins and losses, streaks being broken there too, um, new uh, just yeah loads of stuff happening including an interesting waiver story which we're going to cover um in, in a bit of detail um in our second period um so if it's okay with you guys i'm going to suggest we get stuck in to our episode this week and we're going to start off with a quick rundown of the league cup standings well a league standings and then switch across to the nhl and look at the standings there so starting off here in the uk with the elite ice hockey league the sheffield steelers sit top place uh, in with 11 games played and 18 points the Cardiff Devils sit in second with 12 games played and 18 points the Dundee Stars are in third with 14 games played 15 points the Manchester Storm are in fourth place with 14 games played 15 points Belfast Giants sit in fifth with 13 games played 14 points the Glasgow Clan are in sixth with 13 games played 14 point 13 games played 14 points five flyers are in seventh with 14 games played and 14 points the running panthers are in eighth with eight games played and 12 points uh keep in mind though the Nottingham panthers have uh some games still to pick up after um the tragedy there that happened with um <clears throat> that happened there recently the Guilford Frames are in ninth with 14 games played, 12 points. And the Coventry Blaze are in 10th place at, with 11 games played and 9 points. Um, 
if we were to look at the league, if we had been sitting here last last week recording last week, uh, the league would have looked somewhat significantly different. Um, we'll we'll get to the Belfast Giants in a few minutes, but um, let's look at the top three teams: the Sheffield Steelers, Cardiff Devils, and the Dundee Stars sitting in third place. Um, Dave, let's go with you first. Um, Sheffield obviously continuing their their winning form there, um, sitting top place, looking quite strong as we um as as you know as we as we're kind of um looking at the table today, um again had I think one loss last week, which was a bit of a surprise loss. Don't think I would expect that one to come. Um, but what's your thoughts so far with the top three? Uh, have you seen my camera there? It looked like I fell off my seat when you were running through the league scores. Um, but yeah, it's um okay, it's an interesting one. Obviously, it's very early days, but. Uh, yeah, um, Steelers are doing a, a fab job right now. You can't argue with that. Uh, the number of games played uh, and their number of wins is, is pretty damn good. Um, but as I said, it's still early. Um, if you'd have been talking to me this time last week, I might have been a little bit uh, less merry. Uh, we we're willing to chat to about it. Um, Giants at that stage were uh, ninth um, and they weren't far off flipping dead last, but uh, uh, all changes and what four games or something. Um so that's that's what we continues. But it's it's super it's gonna be another super competitive season, if not more so than it was last year. Um yes the, the, the Steelers and Devils are, are doing really well right now. Um but there's not really a massive gap when you look down that table. Um you're what you're saying, six points between um ninth and first. So that's no, that's still still tight. Uh, it is indeed. I mean, it, it's it's a pretty tight look, quite pretty tight run, as you say, with the first what seven teams all sitting kind of quite close to each other there. Um, John, you know, Dave kind of mentioned there, like the next three teams in the league there, we've got Manchester Storm in fourth, Belfast Giants in fifth, and the Glasgow Clan in sixth. Um, you know, Dave already alluded to the fact that Belfast Giants sitting in ninth now, moving up to fifth place. Um, Manchester Storm just dropping down slightly out of that, that top three that they had been sitting in. I think they were sitting around about second place when the last time we were recording, um, just over two weeks ago. Um, you know, that middle table, how's it looking, do you feel? Um, I think, well... To say it's what you would expect is, is kind of mute, a mute point because it's exactly what you would expect given the results uh, that we've seen so far. But again, Dave made a really good point. We are early doors in the season. I think we're roughly a fifth of the way through the season uh, with games maybe just slightly over that. Um, like you say, with a, a six-point spread, uh, not including Coventry in that number, um, it's it's mental to be taken taken lines on teams at the minute. I think the the table top to bottom is absolutely no reflection of what it's going to be at the end of the season. A couple of teams have been hot, a couple of teams have been cold, um, and that's to be expected uh, at this stage. Injuries are starting to happen now as well. Uh, we're at that stage of the season where sort of that pre Christmas, uh, we're starting to see. Maybe the quality of some signings maybe not being as high as what was expected or guys who maybe came in with niggles that maybe weren't <laughs> overly disclosed to coaches um, and they're starting to rear their head now uh, and teams are starting to look for the market. Middle of the table is exactly what I would expect to see just now. Glasgow probably overachieving right now. Um, they've had a bit of a renaissance over the last couple of, couple of weeks, a uh, couple of big wins for them. Um, similarly Belfast jumping like we said from ninth up to squarely in the middle of the table 
Um, that's exactly the sort of position I want to be in right now with the Giants. I think if we'd had another couple of weeks of poor results, I think there'd be much bigger questions hanging over the, the organisation. But right now, I'll take I'll take fifth and I'll take four points back because we saw last year the Giants, I think pre-Christmas, even just slightly after Christmas, we were counting out. I think I was one of the voices who said, no, nah, the league's gone. Uh, turned out the league wasn't gone. Turned out we won it in the, the last couple of games of the season. Uh and people calling for heads right now, I think, need to have a little bit of perspective uh, across the board, across all 10 teams. It's way too early doors to be screaming uh, like that. Uh, agreed. And I think, you know, you, you kind of mentioned there, uh, John, that, you know, we've got injuries and stuff happening um, across the league. Um, and we will touch upon that briefly in period one. Um, you know, the league itself put out some changes to the rosters there. Um, it was publicly republished there and refreshed there on, on, on Sunday past, um, which kind of gives us a good indication of, of kind of where the injuries are coming from and kind of clearly see. I don't know if this is the first time I've noticed it. We'll get to there, and I'll maybe come back to that point. Um, but I, I, they have highlighted where teams are um, have put um, players on injury reserve mm-hmm. um, to kind of free up some spaces to bring in some backup players as well. At the time, we already talked about a backup player in the form of Peter Check, uh, but we'll be talking about him again in period one as well. Um, Aaron, just to finish off, um, obviously the bottom end of the table um so we're looking at around about seven to tenth obviously we talked about nottingham panthers um currently sitting in eighth but they have about four or five games in hand to play obviously haven't had a break um so we're really looking at fife guildford and coventry kind of there at the moment at the bottom um coventry particularly having a bit of a struggle um you know john we obviously talked about guildford previously in previous episodes and i know maybe you weren't here in um, two weeks ago when we talked about guildford but you know that that pressure we talked about at the start of the season for guildford uh you know having expectations being set high by the fans are in guildford um seems to be that they're struggling on at the moment i think that um as a sentiment's been for the entire uh table there i think it's been a tough start to the season for everyone to be fair um yes expectations for Guildford were high um, with Guildford commentary as well to be fair but I think it's fairly refreshing to see that the the Scottish teams aren't down at the bottom here we've we've got them in you know Glasgow's in the middle there Fife okay I appreciate they're still seventh and we're expecting Nottingham to to go back up the table a bit there and Nottingham or not Nottingham Dundee at third that's that's interesting (laughs) <laughs> I think that's definitely one that's came as a bit of a, a bit of a surprise right now. Um, fair play to them. I think you know um, we we talked about it at the start of the season how they we didn't know how their form was going to be, and we kind of talked about how um, the, a lot of changes in Dundee. So it's it's been interesting to see that now we're, where we're currently sitting, heading up towards this Christmas, this bit, very 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 busy um, December Christmas period. Um, it'll be interesting to see where things start to shake out um, by the time mm-hmm. it comes to the end of this month. I know we're only at the start of December as of today. If you're listening to the podcast tomorrow, if you're currently watching live, um, but by the end of December, we'll we'll see a bit more of a bit of a shakeout in terms of the the really heavy um, load in terms of uh, fixtures coming up. Um, and we know that there's a couple of extra fixtures in the form of uh, Challenge Cup, which uh, John is your favorite topic, and I know we're going to be addressing that as well in Period One. <laughs> um, 
uh, guys, I I think that's really a, a good rundown um, of kind of kind of where things are sitting. As I say, we'll we'll be back in two weeks' time, and I'm sure things will have changed again in two weeks' time, just like it has since the last recording that me and John did just over two weeks ago. Um, so it will be interesting to see where things start to head um, towards the middle of this December period. Um, I'm going to switch focus um, and take a quick look across the water and look over at the NHL and the wildcard spots in the NHL. Um, I'm going to take a look um, at the um, currently as of today which is the let me just check the date 20 the 30th of november um so currently where we're currently standing we'll look across the where the both um divisions and conference uh, divisions and conferences and see where things are sitting on the wild card spots so in the eastern conference in the Atlantic division the boston bruins sit top with 21 games played 31 points and on the florida panthers sit second with 20 games played 28 points and the toronto maple leafs move back up into the third place with 20 games played and 25 points and the metropolitan division the new york rangers sit top with 21 games played 33 points Carolina Hurricanes are in second with 21 games played and 26 points and the Washington Capitals are in third with 19 games played and 24 points Detroit Red Wings and the Tampa Bay Lightning currently hold the first and second ranking uh, in the wild card spots um, however Philadelphia Flyers are right on their tail um, with about two points of a difference between the top three teams um, Aaron must be happy man having the flyer sitting there. Uh, must things be a bit have, of a change have changed fairly recently the, over the last few while. It, I appreciate that we're not we're not in the runs just yet. We're still just trying to get to that wild card spot. But you talked about the the Giants jumping quite a quite up the table. The Flyers have definitely jumped up quite a bit over the last couple of weeks with a with a bit of a run of form. Uh, in our last podcast um, our last recording just over two weeks ago me and, Dave, me and John were talking about the, the, the stand-ins and about how things were and one thing I did note I did say to him that of all of all the weeks for, for Aaron to miss out um, <laughs> was the, was last week whenever they were just the, 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 I think they were up in the third place and not even in I think they were in third place in the division part um, they were, so they were in third place part. last night when I checked and I was nearly taking a screen because I was like looking at the rest of the results I knew that they were going like realistically they were going to drop again but I was like take a picture quick share it with everyone um but we'll, we'll see I was living in hope at least there's at least it's a good start to the season for you um looking moving across the country in the western side of things and starting off in the central division the car the car car Colorado Avalanche are sitting in first with 20 I didn't know the Cardiff Devils had moved across into the NHL oh, Most of their fans would their fans would tell you that they can compete across there. <laughs> Having a nightmare of a night, to be honest, guys. Uh, sitting in first place, the Colorado Avalanche, uh, 21 games played, 30 points. Second are Dallas Stars with 20 games played, 28 points. And the Winnipeg Jets are in third with 21 games played, 26 points. In the Pacific Division, then Vegas Golden Knights are in first with 23 games played, 32 points. Vancouver Canucks in second, 23 games played, 31 points. And the LA Kings are in third with 20 games played and 29 points. Uh, wild card spots her, held there by St. Louis Blues and the Nashville Predators. Um, Dave, we're not going to maybe mention Wild well, well this week. Dropping we'll, be talking pace, we'll, we'll, we'll be talking at yeah. length in period two about the changes they've come, they've made. Um, one specific change um, that's just going to be a, an interesting story to talk about. Um, but John, Nashville Predators currently sitting high, happy enough with their performance so far after the first 21 games. Uh, see, before when we were roughly 18 games in, I would have said absolutely not. We were looking terrible. Uh, we were way down in the standings. Um, however, there I don't know what's happened. There's been a rocket has been set up that that team that locker room. We're on a six game win streak now. Uh, a couple of tight overtime wins uh, as well have come uh, sort of through that. Uh, 
Hey, Mark, how are you? That was a lovely OT win for uh, the Preds the other night there. Um, and yeah, we're we're looking good for it at the minute. So I'm 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 quite happy. Uh, things can continue on as they are. Um, we are still relatively, really, really, really early days. Obviously, um, within NHL season, um, they they kind of similar to what we were talking about there. Um, for local hockey here in the league, league, you know, the the December Christmas period is a is a very busy one, um, in the NHL as well. Um, so by the time it comes towards the end of the the, the December period, um, quite. A lot of games will have been played um and actually uh, probably at that stage when you hit January time the those wild card spots become more and more attractive in terms of wanting to talk about them because that's kind of we start to kind of see the formation of what this possibility is going to be by the time it comes to um April May time um for those final spaces for the for the playoff for the Stanley Cup playoffs um so I know we'll probably have a bit more of a focus on our NHL coverage when it comes to that point of the season when it comes around about that January time um so we will come back to that um because they'll look um, they'd be more important at that stage um, but it's always good to kind of get an idea of where things currently stand um, especially even if it is this kind of early on in the season even though it doesn't feel like that early now in the season anymore um, boys anything else that, uh, that everything covered do you think before we move on to our first period yep sounds good to me yeah great with that then we'll move on to our period one of hockey Period one is a roundup of stories from uh, around the uh, UK, so Elite League um, and further afield around the, the shores of the UK. Um, guys, I'm going to start off. Um, first off, I'm going to go to the, I'm gonna, with the first story in our running order. I'm actually going to push that to the last story of the period because um, it's quite Christmas themed and I want to move it towards the end. Um, I'm going to start off with the story that me and John covered um, in our last podcast, which is just over two weeks ago, uh, when the Belfast Giants made the announcement that they had signed Chelsea legend uh, Petr Cech um, for, um, for the Belfast Giants as an injury recover. Um, we talked at the time about the Belfast Giants having chosen a player from, well, um, an NIHL National High Hockey League type place, Oxford. Um, he's playing down there. Nice two. Sorry, yep, I should say two. Um <laughs> playing down in Oxford um, and came in to basically cover for um, a number of different injuries that were currently going on um, in the uh, within the Giants locker room. Um, further on that then, this past weekend, the um, Belfast Giants were playing in the uh, SSC Arena and Chelsea star Peter Cech, uh, who's now obviously Belfast star Peter Cech, um, made his uh, official debut uh, for the Belfast Giants. Uh, Giants were leading 5-1 with four minutes to go in the final quarter of the game um, and the uh, Peter Cech got the nod to come on. Um, this followed what looked to be from, Dave, um, I think you'll agree with me, we were at the game itself and we were watching, watching on the game. It looked like Besco maybe took a bit of a bounce from a puck or a divot yeah. in the ice or something kind of maybe shook him a wee bit. Um, something a bit fishy with that end of the ice. Um, yeah, definitely. It's the exact same place where Wiss took his tumble, um, which is a bit strange. Um, I did notice that uh, our, our friend uh, uh, Gav put up what uh, he found out the injury to be. Apparently he got a, a, a puck to the gonads. Um, oh, Hence the see you later, guys. I'm away. 
<laughs> yeah, um, there I don't was, think anybody can blame him. <laughs> not at all. There was definitely a moment where, um, we'll get into it in a second, but there was definitely a moment where it was clear that Besco took a bounce. As I say, as we now know, maybe it was a, as a, it was a hit to the nads, um, and that's obviously took him out, took him down, as obviously knocked the wind out of him a bit, as it would, um, but it did. We did. It was obvious. It was noticeable that whenever he did get up, he it was taking him a bit to, to skid it off. Um, and I think at that point, the Giants probably were thinking, right, we're well, we're 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 already up. Um, at yeah. this point, there's no there's no point in risking if there is a, a specific a significant injury to Besco. Let's let's get him off and let's let's get um Peter on. Um, and I an eyelid if that was any other backup. I would agree. I 100 agree with you. Um, there was a bit of. I suppose something going around online. I suppose after the game, people were saying that it was very disrespectful for the whole audio, for the whole crowd that we were in there on that night, and it was a sellout crowd. The whole crowd, not the whole crowd, but a quite a large majority of the crowd were were um, yelling for for Czech to come on. A lot of um, a lot of cheering and chanting for him to to come onto the ice, and the Giants made the decision that they will bring him on, and uh, they did bring him on for the last few minutes of the game. Um, I mean. Dave, you watched him. Um, your thoughts today? Was he, you know, how, right. how do you think he done? He's he's an older man. <laughs> a bit, he's a bit slower, but he done a better job than I'd ever do. Um, and uh, you know, he walked away with the the clean sheet for that clean sheet for that last few uh, minutes. Um, yeah, he done all right. Um, I didn't expect. Uh, I probably wouldn't have expected much more from him. Um, you know, he done a, he done the job he, he had to do. Um, I don't think one thing I'd, I would have to say is the the Giants' defense uh, looked a hell of a lot tighter whenever he was on the ice, and I'm assuming that was they were trying to keep the pucks um, away from from direct shots. Um, but yeah, he did his job. He came out and done a covered off the final few minutes, um, and he was all right. He's a, he's a big guy. Um, he's still got a um, you know he's still got the the moves like he can uh, he was able to do his uh, coast to coast and and all that and he um took out a fella um and uh, which probably should have been a trip but hey didn't uh, didn't get called so it worked and um it was nice seeing the the players give him a bit of a, a send off knowing that that's probably the last time you'll play full blown professional hockey you know um, they done a, they done the, the Causeway, Causeway clap. <laughs> Was it only hopefully, for one game? Hopefully he leaves. Hopefully he leaves Belfast without the Causeway clap. To be fair, uh, hopefully <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Aaron, to answer your question, um, yeah, he's only played um, so far um, in one game brought on now he is still on the bench and he's still down as our backup for the next um, few games and we'll talk about that yeah. um, in our next story. Um, but I suppose the question being, and John, I'm going to pose this question. I'm going to head this, hand this question over to you. There's another conversation that's currently happening online um, around whether or not Peter Cech is a PR stunt versus quality enough players should be playing for the Giants. Um, and there's a bit of an argument around, you know, is it just a, was it a point of just so happened to be he was the right person in the right place at the right time versus uh, given an opportunity for a young talent. Um, and I know that's been an ongoing conversation that's been happening online. I mean, what's your thoughts after, you know, um, his first week or two with the Belfast Giants and obviously jumping on the ice for, for the first few minutes of the game, of a game? 
first and foremost, whether it's a PR stunt or not, it doesn't matter. It's an enormous PR win. Um, everyone who is jumping on this and, and being negative about it, I think have a word for yourself for a start because the biggest bugbear I have with ice hockey in the UK, apart from the Challenge Cup, is the fact that we seem to love this image of being the best kept secret in sports in the UK. We don't want to be the best kept secret. We want to be one of the biggest indoor sports in the country, full stop. So when you get a news story like a former Premier League uh, Champions Cup or Champions League, I don't know, some some big football competition, he he won that. So he comes in here. Yes, granted, he's 41 years old. It's his first professional hockey game. That's fine. Um, But that being said, the massive Glasgow clan couldn't get a goal past them. Like, I don't really care. At that point, for five minutes, roughly, he was better than every clan player, every clan forward, every import they spent money on. Petr Cech was a better hockey player on the ice than all of them. So I don't really care. He he earned whatever he's getting paid to be here in Belfast as a netminder. He wasn't there in front of a phone getting interviewed and bringing money in to either the Giants or the league in that respect. He came here, he played the game, we won the game, and he got a clean sheet out of it. So, tough. Every other team can be as jealous as they want uh, for the fact that we brought in Petr Cech. Yes, we brought in an NIHL 2 netminder. And I've seen some interesting arguments about it. Uh, Like you say, online, Marty, there's been some interesting chat about it. Um, On one side, are there other young Brits who could come up? And I think Anthony on Banners um, reposted someone's uh, post today and it made a really good point. To be totally honest, a lot of the NIHL guys, they have second jobs or they have, sorry, hockey is their second job if they're even getting paid. Excuse me. Um, Can those guys afford to not work for two, three, four weeks or however long Belfast need them to be here uh, until Wes and Dicko are ready to go again? More than likely not. Is Petr Cech doing another job? Uh, More than likely not. He's probably doing this as a bit of a hobby. So has he got the availability to come over and do this? Clearly he does. So I'm more than happy to have him across doing this. Um, The the other argument about the the PR, whoops, my um, phone has decided (laughs) to put a thumbs up there. You know what? I agree with myself. Um, I listened to three on three as well. um, and their angle on the, the PR stunt uh, side of it. And I 100% agree, but it's just sour grapes from nine other um, teams uh, or fan bases across the league. Go and do something like this yourselves. Go and make your team the news and stop complaining when it's us that are the news. Um, I did see. I did see um, a funny comment. I think it was from 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 Patrick Smith um, from View from the Bridge. He put up a, a, an, an interesting comment. I do remember is um, that a I think it was the Sheffield Steelers signed a Blue Peter uh, presenter at one point, a Blue Peter presenter on the ice um, a few years ago. <laughs> I know who um, that was. I'm going to give him a shout out. It was uh, Paddy reposted it. It was Thomas Brownlee. There you go. Um, I do remember that because um, I remember. I think I think Nottingham have done something similar as well. I think it was on BBC. I think it was on. CBC or it was on children's TV anyway. Um, I think they had some coverage as well at one point too. So, you know, it's... We don't have Clarkson on the ice or something? No, he wasn't signed. He was just on no. the ice. <laughs> he was just we on the ice. Here. We were talking about this actually at the last game. The the boards are still banjoed from him ramming the car until... And there's... <laughs> see, when there's a proper check on that 
uh, um, the wayside. It it just bounces for hours, like it's unbelievable. It does. Um, it was this past weekend was the same. Um, I think even even to the point where like I think they crashed into that side of the board, just up behind mm. the gold gold side on the left hand side, and even hitting there was enough to send uh, a guy who's clearly at his first ever Giants game for the Celtic crowd this past weekend, and his pint went flying all over him which just always gets me i love it it always it's just like you know when you see the newbie sitting at the front you see him setting his pint up just behind the plaques you just think to yourself please keep your pint there because i just want to see what happens when the pint comes all over you see your reaction and it happens so it made me really happy um let's talk about i'll tell um, you we're ta- before you, sorry, before you move on the, i'll tell you what i'm really grateful for with this very similar to what kind of maybe john kind of alluded to is that maybe we're not the most knowledgeable. Well, I'm not most knowledgeable at most things, to be honest with you, but we're not the most knowledgeable when it comes to football. And when I was in London a couple of weeks back, I was I was out with a few, few people who were talking about football and I was like, hey, do you remember this this guy here that was a uh, that was a goalie? He you knows he's played for the Belfast Giants. And I, I, you know, I was able to plug ice hockey and, and get a lot of people who had no interest in hockey at all to talk about because they were interested in football so it is it's a really good uh whether it is a pr stunt or not i don't care it's good it's pulling people in um i mean yep. i think um i'm just going to put up a quick comment here from, from from fuzz um he put up a comment to say i actually got it mentioned on talk sport the next day it's not the only place it's been talked about i mean all the major news channels have picked up all the major news outlets in terms of newspaper outlets have all picked it up um it was on i mean i've seen it on no, numerous um I think the Premier League, I think Twitter account at one point, X account mm. at one point put it up as well. Chelsea's own account put it up. You know, there's loads come from everywhere. So it's massive. It's, it's and as you said, it's not, it's not, we we are, we, we, we always talk about, or we always hear people talk about being, and John, you said this already, that, you know, it's the secret sport type thing and, you know, and it shouldn't be. And yeah, I think it's just, it's massive like it's a big 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 um big coup and um whether or not it was the right thing to do or whether or not it's a pr stunt or not and, and if it was it's, it doesn't matter it's worked out well and it's it's, it's bringing people's attention in um and I, as you say as you said dave i mean you know those those are john you said it those four minutes those four or five minutes he was you know, when it comes to the stats, when you look at the stats, his stats are going to be great when it comes to save percentage. Um, if that's the only party players, he's got um, so... one hundred save percentage. He's, probably, he's he's got the best record of any netminder in the elite league right now. The, um, and the thing that I have to say about it as well, like it, they could the Giants could have went out found a import for mega money, but they didn't. It shows that they're still putting confidence in the netminders that they signed at the start of the year. It's a, it's an emergency cover and it's temporary. It's not even to the end of the season, so well, hopefully we'll see the guys back. Yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about that. The fact that they are here's an here's an injury cover, um, and let's talk about where the Giants did spend their money. Now we're not a Belfast Giants podcast, but a couple of the stories that we're going to be leading on this podcast, um, this first period, are Belfast Giants related because also talking about those big that big news story which was hit the news this week, which is obviously Peter Check. Um, but the other stories that were obviously there were the fact that the Belfast Giants have signed two new players this week um, and this last week, um, but also the, as I mentioned in the intro to the episode, the Elite League put out this week the roster changes um, as of on Sunday past. Um, and as I was kind of mentioned in the intro, I don't know if I've ever seen the um, Elite League ever really putting this out before in previous seasons, but they have got a um, a running post now that has 2023-2024 um, roster updates, which um, supposedly gets updated regularly. Um, hmm. But they've put out 
this past week to say that the um on the, this is the start of the weekend, Belfast Giants placed Jackson Whistle on injury reserve, back to the twenty second of the tenth, twenty twenty three, and he'll be out for twenty eight days following that date. So he should be he should be due back um in the next um week or two, next week or so probably if it's twenty eight. Well, no, he's he's, elig- he's eligible, not that he'll be back. Okay, well, he's ineligible for the ice for 28 days. Um, Giants have placed Mark Garside on injury reserve, backdated to the 9th of the 10th, ineligible for 28 days. Belfast Giants have also placed Oliver Cooper on injury reserve, backdated to the 25th of the 10th. Not in the Panthers have added non-homegrown player Simon Dupree to their roster. Doesn't account towards their uh, overall roster size. Um, The Glasgow clan added non-homegrown player Alex Roach as injury reserve cover for Philip Schange. Um, Doesn't count towards their changes. So there is a lot of changes currently ongoing because of of injuries. Sheffield Steelers have also um, announced emergency backup goaltenders um, as well as past week uh, due to injury as well. Um, So, I mean, is this the first time that the Elite League have put together a a clear um, indication of of injuries and the dates and stuff that players have been injured? Um, I, I don't... It's the first time I've seen it. Yeah. The one thing I would say is, though, it, it's obviously just the injury reserve because we do know that we have more injuries than that. Um, yeah. Cause... So th- this is specific to um, things that impact on the roster uh, rules. So the, the placing of guys on the injured reserve list, which allows for injury cover signings, um, the additional signings, which um, would count towards the maximum number of imports per season and whatever else. So this is what they're doing here. The hilarious thing is that in the most elite league fashion, they say that this post was uh, published by the elite league on the 25th of November. It's now the 30th. Uh, we know that there have been signings since. And the first line says this article will be updated to detail in season roster changes. Clearly it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we do I mean, have honestly, to... just go, just go to elite prospects. Like seriously, it's just the most elite league thing in the world. <laughs> um, we are talking. Step forward, come on, let's give them that. It's a step forward. Let us see that information. I would agree. Yeah, let's let's give a bit positive there, um, John. Let's give them a bit of a kudos, a bit of credit. The fact that we are seeing something more transparent than previous seasons, um, and if it was there in previous seasons, then um, I apologize, but I don't remember seeing it. And if it was, then you probably have to go hunting for it. To be honest with you, um, we are talking about we were talking about there that um, the Giants have spent some money though um, in relation to bringing in some additional players that are going to play potentially for the rest of this season due to roster uh, injuries. Um, the first announcement that was announced and actually he played this past weekend was Bobby McIntyre um, 27 year old um, who comes from the United States uh, or basically ice for sorry in the United States Canada Norway and Sweden he's Ontario born uh, he's a forward uh, he played this past weekend Dave and his first weekend of play in the SSE um, what was your thoughts good. did he catch yeah, attention good. Um, I, he sort of people were a bit dismissive of the signing um, and for uh, to me, he came in to fill um, just to fill fill space because we were hard down so many bodies, um, and he he did a good job. He he played really well. Um, he played probably better than I expected, not because of his caliber, because his caliber does look pretty decent. When you look at his stats, but because his previous coach had been Doug Christensen. Um, you know the, the sort of dull hockey that that would have been. <laughs> he definitely didn't come in and play that. Um, so hopefully we'll we'll see more. Um, he was in the thick of it. I think he got, he didn't get a goal, but he did get an assist. Am I right? 
um, you know, so he was in the mix, um, uh, and I can't say anything, anything bad about that. Um, John, we obviously have that was the first announcement from the Belfast Giants, and then their second announcement came this in this this week uh, when the Belfast Giants confirmed the signing of twenty four year old Cameron Pound for the remainder of the twenty twenty three twenty twenty four season. Again, following injuries within the roster, um, he's a Sully Hall born defenseman. Um, spent three seasons playing for St Mary's University in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Uh, iced fifty times for Huskies, uh, helping him to the US Sports Playoffs during the post 2021 2022 2023 seasons. Um, young lad coming in. Um, looks pretty good for a young defenseman this is what i think we were talking about in our private chat and we talked about something that we needed yeah definitely the the defense needed um a little bit of uh shoring up i think to be uh, perfectly honest um between issues that we've had whether it's been guys carrying injuries whether it's been guys sitting out because of injuries um what is nice to see is that this has been a, a young brit another young brit who has come through i think he went through the coventry um sort of youth system um and then has come uh, headed over to north america spent his time out there similar to what we've seen a few others do uh, and now looks like he's making the the move back across here uh, this will be a young guy who's probably looking to make his way into the gp setup as well so the chance to come in and play uh, and be coached by one of the gb coaches and adam keith is probably way up on uh, on this young lad's list as well, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how he performs. Um, I think he's, is his first game going to be this weekend, the away game against uh, Glasgow, and then the home game with Sheffield. So both of them will be interesting uh, games to to watch and see how how the defensive system kind of shapes up around a, a new sort of incoming player like this. Yeah, um, I, I mean, it'd be interesting. The Giants are the um, well. There's only a few teams who have moved at this point of the season to bring in some bodies. Obviously, the Belfast Giants um, signed two recently, um, and that's not including Peter Check, who obviously we talked about. Um, but also, we've seen the Nottingham Panthers since our last recording uh, bringing in, I, I believe, two players as well: Austin Farley um, and Simon Dupree, um, also coming in. Um, and I think if I remember correctly, let me just double check my notes here to see. Yeah, Glasgow also bringing in um, defenseman Alex Roach um, from Freeburg. Um, and that was since our last recording. Other teams we have seen going the opposite way where we've seen play, uh, players leaving um, and announced as being, as being let go or leaving the teams for different reasons. Not as... Uh, Nothing is uh, nothing is as dramatic as as our as our last episode or our discussion on our previous episode with uh, the Flames um, announcement there where they had a, a sudden leaving of a player. Um, but we have seen the Guildford announce this week that uh, Logan Fredericks is leaving. That was off, I think to, uh, two days ago. They announced that uh, Logan Fredericks has been relieved from the team. Sheffield Steelers announced that Cameron Keeley had been leaving. Dundee Stars obviously we knew about Johnny Walker was being let go of following all of the issues that were happening there in relation to his in to uh his his um behavior and stuff and everything else i think it was partly part of the parts of why he got his marching orders um so it's a it's an interesting time we wonder if we'll see much more do you think we'll see many more teams picking up um over the next few weeks a few players um dave uh, i i would uh, i would say so it's, it seems to be this season seems to be a, a tough one for 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 injuries um, across the board um, and uh, yeah I could see a lot more changes between now and the end of the, the season from uh, almost everybody 
Um, John, um, last question um, before we move on to uh, your next your story, which is the next story. Um, we obviously have seen, um, you know, the Giants done this before last season where around the Christmas time they they picked up a few key players um, and changed their form um, do we feel that any team particularly needs to start thinking about where their where their form needs to be changed and which player which is there any team particularly you think sorry um, needs to kind of maybe make a move to kind of I suppose fix their season as they currently stands I mean if there's any team who has to look to the market I think it's Coventry I think Danny Stewart has to look seriously at uh at the market to see what's there because something is not going right in the Sky Dome right now. Um, for that team to be languishing in 10th when you have the likes of the Stars, and like I said, the, the table is one thing to take account of right now. It's early doors, but if you're Coventry, um, the two teams who can look at the table and think, yeah, that's an accurate reflection, are Sheffield and Coventry because Sheffield way ahead, they can look at it and go, yep, we've signed a good team here. We're getting good results. This is all good. Coventry need to look at that and go, something is seriously, seriously wrong here. Um, and they more, I would expect them to start looking to the market because if they don't and other teams continue to make those one or two little changes, those extra little signings, the dropping of what you could be seen as dead weight within the team uh, and upgrading, if they don't, they could see themselves languish down there and potentially miss playoffs. Uh, and the league is better when we have Coventry in the playoffs. They're always a, a postseason team. It's horrendous to say in a postseason that's so short, but a postseason without Coventry is always lacking. Um, now that's not to say that I don't think uh, it's nice to see the Scottish teams all in positions where we could see them all moving through into playoffs but I'm going way way ahead here it's only November uh, we don't know what the makeup of, uh, of playoffs is uh, until we get into late March um, but yeah Coventry need to need to hit the market and it's interesting I'm going to throw up a, a comment here uh, from Fuzz again uh, could Stuart be the first, first coach out no, no, totally honest. Absolutely not. Um, unless there is a massive falling out there. Danny Stewart is career career blaze. Uh, he will leave when he wants to leave, uh, when he no longer feels like he can perform at the top level. And Danny Stewart is a top level coach. There's just something not clicking in that team right now. Yeah, you say about Coventry, but what about Guildford? Like, I appreciate that they've got, we're, only, we're not that far ahead of them. They're only, what, Three points, three games. There's not much there in between. There's not, um, but I think to be honest, I've I've bagged too much on Guildford over the last uh, couple of podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Can I give uh, them a break? Give, try, I'm trying to I'm trying to give them a break. I, I'm trying to give uh, give Dixon a bit of a break because, and I, I, like I said at the start of the season, and I think I've said it a couple more times as well. Guildford are expected to do good things this season. They are also if they don't win a domestic cup this year, I think Dixon's position is at risk because of the decision that was made not to go into any European competitions. Yep. Um, yep. To say that they were prioritising their domestic focus on the league. campaign, focus on the league, focus on the cup, focus on playoffs. If they don't win one of those three trophies this year, I expect wholesale change in Guildford. Yeah, I would agree. Yep. 
Um, guys, I'm going to move us on to our next story. Actually, it's John. It's your story. Um, I, actually, I don't know if you put the story in. If I put the story in just for you, um, but this is obviously the uh, just the Challenge Cup will continue continues on, um, bringing bringing with it some uh, some drama today on social media um, in relation to some of the uh, outcomes for the matchups for the quarterfinals. Yeah, so um, the Challenge Cup quarterfinal stages have been announced. Um, the teams not making it through uh, are obviously with their withdrawal from the competition are the Nottingham Panthers and with their truly terrible showing in the Challenge Cup is the Dundee Stars. Uh, first seed for the Challenge Cup for the first time in quite a few seasons is not the Belfast Giants. It will be the Sheffield Steelers. They will face the Manchester Storm who move forward in eighth seed. The Belfast Giants take second seed this season and will face off against the Coventry Blaze who are seventh seed. The Cardiff Devils take the third position and will face off against the Glasgow Clan, who are in sixth. And the Fife Flyers in fourth will face the Guildford Flames in fifth in the middle of the road matchup. Um, I'm not sure about the social media stuff, Marty. I haven't seen anything other than potential uh, questioning of um, sort of the seedings uh, and that. But I think we'll come. We can maybe come back to that in a second. But what's, yeah. what's the social media side of things? I- it's more of a, I think it's more of a tongue in cheek, a bit of a joke. I think coming from um, both Sheffield fans and Manchester fans, I think it's been a, a bit of a conversation about like uh, a bit of a joke around Sheffield obviously taking on the Manchester Storm in the next round, but yet they obviously had to face them for so many games within the the group stages. Um, and I think it's been a bit of a joke being like, okay, so Sheffield Steelers top seed, um, who are they going to play for the next round? Oh, oh, it's going to be Manchester again. And the same way in the other way, it's been like Manchester, like, yes, yeah, we're going to get a break now. Oh no, we're getting Sheffield again. Um, so it's a bit see, of a, see from a Sheffield, see from a Sheffield perspective, they they don't have a soapbox to stand on in this one. That is an organisation who pits themselves in what is it about three hundred matches a year against Nottingham, and every single one of them is the biggest match in UK hockey. Get stuffed! It's a ten-team yeah. league for God's sake. I, I um I, I guess the the question has been you know obviously some people were saying and I've seen it before though you know some people were saying don't be surprised though Manchester um are worrying about you know the fact that they're they're eighth seed going up against first seed and they've played each other so often and the you know fans are like well Sheffield has Manchester's number at the moment because you know obviously they've they've done so well in the group stages but if we think about previous if we think about last season and what happened last season with the five flyers and and how they that's were a fan base with a short term memory. That's how they quickly took people. Who they quickly took out a big team. I mean, who knows? Who who knows? Um, you kind of mentioned it, uh, um, John. I know it's your story, but you kind of mentioned there about the seeding. Um, obviously Sheffield taking top seed. Um, for the first time in in years, after obviously the Belfast Giants have held that top seed coming out of the group stages for a long, long time. Um, uh, there was a bit of discussion around the seeding and how the seeding all came about. Obviously, both teams, you know, I suppose the competition was had around, uh, you know. The, the number of wins versus where the seed should sit, I guess, is for the conversation. I think is what is that what I'm seeing online. Well, essentially, the both the Sheffield Steelers and the Belfast Giants ended with clean sheets through the group stage of the Challenge Cup. The Belfast Giants won their six games. The Sheffield Steelers won their eight games, uh, or whatever it is. So it's the Challenge Cup group stages. Who the hell cares? Um, the my understanding of what has happened because it's based on percentage wins because right? it, it can't be on straight wins because uh, the Giants group is um, bigger and we play less games 
than the other two groups. So they're they're not comparable on number of wins. So I think it's on percentage win, uh, the, the points percentage, essentially. Um, so because they both ended on that, I think it then goes to goal differential. And the Sheffield Steelers have a higher differential between goals for and goals against than the Belfast Giants. So therefore, the Steelers this time take the top seed and puts them in pole position because it means if they progress to the final uh, and as they progress through the knockout stages, they will have the home advantage. They will have the opportunity to play um, their second leg at home. Uh, they'll have the, I think they get that first option based on uh, arena availability. Um, and then when it comes to the standalone final, if they make it to the final, they will get the home advantage. They will have the opportunity to play that game at home like the Giants have for the last few seasons. Um, so, you still have to make the final, though, Sheffield. I'm just saying it. How come we don't have dates yet? Uh, because it'll have, to be, we it'll have to be organised. Yeah, we didn't know who we were playing until the, the end night. of that game. Yeah. Okay. But then, I mean, would that would, would, would had dates no matter what? I suppose you have to have the both teams to discuss which dates are actually free yep. for both the teams. Yeah, I guess that's the yeah something I answered one question there. Um, I I guess the only other question I suppose I had was um obviously we know that the um you know that seeding does change though it does kind of not reset but it does change depending on wins as you move through the next stages of the you know the quarterfinals and the semifinals so the stage can change the host of the final isn't just based on it's based on oh there's mark putting up a post i was just about to say the same thing hosting the final isn't based on seeding at the end of the groups uh games in the quarters and semis count towards uh points percentage that's exactly what i was just about to say mark so thank you very much for putting that up as well um i was just about to say because i think that was one of the questions where people were asking as hard as the the final where the final sits and where the final is played, where, when is that decided and how is that decided and, and um, what makes the um, decision for where the final is going to be played. So um, that makes a hundred sense. See, great minds think alike. Um, I, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll see where, we'll see where, as we, as I already mentioned, it'll be interesting to see just where the quarterfinals do take us um, and, and where it shakes out. Um, does anybody want to hazard a guess at who the semifinals is going to end up being? Um, Dave, do you want to go for your ideas of who you think semifinal is going to be? Um, just to be that guy um, as long as the Giants get through and the Steelers don't I'd be happy <laughs> everybody else will work it out after <laughs> fair enough uh, John uh, anyone has to guess who the final four are going to be I'm totally the same the the Steelers Manchester let, I don't really care I hope they both lose um, the Giants plays I just want to see the Giants come through it Um and then, to be totally honest, with the other two, because there's Scottish teams involved there, and based on the upset that we had going into the final last year, I would love to see the Scottish teams do well uh, through that. I'd love to see them come through uh, on the, the positive side of that uh, and see potentially uh, a Scottish team make it through to the final again. I think that would be that'd be great. And I've said it for I don't know how many years, this is the trophy that Glasgow need to have their eyes on. Um, so the fact that they've made it through to the quarters this year this needs to be their absolute focus. They have two games against the Cardiff Devils. Now, they, they got humped the other night by Cardiff, um, but they need to use that as fuel going into uh, these games because before before Christmas, they could know if they're going through or not. Well, they will know whether they're going through because their return leg is on the 13th of December. So they need to push that. Um, and that fan base deserves something. Uh, even if it's just making a final with Fife having done it last year, uh, like I said, it would be great to see a, a Scottish team make it again. Uh, 
Um, and Aaron, uh, your thoughts last who the final four will be? You know, it, it's kind of, <clears throat> as you said, Mari, at the start there, it, the, this cup always has its surprises. Um, but you can't, I don't know when this is a podcast, I'm going to say everyone on the left-hand side there, but it, it's it's the, the Steelers, the Giants, the Devils and the Flyers are really, I think, who will uh, go through. I'm not going to be as blunt as, as Dave and John says, I don't care as long as the Giants get through. <laughs> um, but no, I do think it'll be the Steelers, the Giants, Devils and the Flyers. I will go with you, except, I, I'll go with you, except I'm going to swap the Flyers for the Guilford Flames. I think really? the Guilford Flames, yeah, I think the Guilford Flames are kind of what John, you had said about with the Glasgow clan in terms of the Glasgow clan need to focus their sights on, um, you know, that the Challenge Cup is a trophy that they need to kind of really focus on and win. I'm going to go with the same. Flyers will Flames. really want to kind of recreate that. They will, but uh, I just think Guilford Flame need it more at this stage. Um, and I, I think that's going to have to, Push, that's going to push them a bit forward is because they know they're going to need to do something if they know that the, the that the the league maybe is not within their grasp this year but given how they've started this season they're still within a shout for the Challenge Cup and if they could at least finish off this season with potentially a, a win in the Challenge Cup I'm it's sure the Flyers be, coach uh, didn't know they were still in they, they got into the final this season uh, that's true <laughs> that's true um Guys, I'm going to move on, um, but I'm going to keep our focus uh, on Scotland. We were talking about the Scottish teams, and we're going to keep our focus on those Scottish teams. And this is the story. Uh, this is the first of our Christmas stories, um, and this will finish off our period one. The Glasgow clan announced the um, release um, of a Christmas charity single to raise money for the Renfrewshire Toy Bank. Um, the song... If you haven't listened to it already, I'm hoping you guys have heard it. The track is called Clantastic Christmas and it launched uh, last week and features the full team singing a unique song, which is an original charity song and includes lines like Rudolph between the pipes and uh, Santa down the wing and a bunch of cheesy things that you can imagine. The song does have a B-side to the track called The Club Mix, which has Christmas messages from the players to the clans, Purple Army fans, um, and it is available to download and stream on all probably major platforms, Amazon Music, Apple Music, uh, Spotify, all of those ones. The money raised from the sale uh, of the two tracks will be donated, as I mentioned, to the Renfrewshire Toy Bank uh, charity, which provides thousands of Christmas gifts every year to disadvantaged children and young people up to the age of 18. Um, the music and lyrics for the Christmas song were specially written by clan um, the PR consultant Norman MacDonald, and the track was produced by Glasgow-based musician Jim Keelett. Uh, lead vocalists is Jerry McLaughlin, the clan's commercial director, um, who has previously acted on television and has vocal has a vocalist for a local band. Um, have you guys heard the song? Uh, John, I'll come to you first. Have you listened to the song? I'm not going to lie. I've listened to parts of the song and I have not listened to the rest of the song uh, because it gives me very strong cringe energy uh, and I, I am, I'm, I'm not about it. The, the Giants uh, Christmas video was just about enough of that cringe factor that I could watch all of it uh-huh. uh, because they weren't actually singing but whenever you've got a hockey player singing it gives that like whenever England release uh, a song for the World Cup uh, it, it, it just reminds me of that and I, I just I die a little inside and I think what the hell am I doing with my life that I'm going to spend the next three to three and a half minutes 
listening to this, surely there is something better I could do with my time. That being said, totally behind the cause and what they're doing it for, just ads, uh, just not for me. Uh, I'd sooner just send them a fiver. And you're wrong. I listened to the 30 seconds of it and then instantly went and uh, YouTubed the Giants one to go, to, to go watch it. <laughs> it's 10 years old. Yeah. Uh, it's not more than that now. It, can't, it must be more 20, than 10 years. It's 20, 20, I think it was 2012, 2013 season, I think. I think it was around then anyway. So yeah, it must be wow. about, yeah, 20, was it 2012? Must be 2012, Yeah, it is. It's over 10 anyway. Um, it actually they had that on the screen. They did put that up on the screen just briefly for a second uh, in the SSC this past weekend because that was the really? that was the season that they were covering. Every now what they do in the in the in the SSE, what they're what they're doing during period break, I think the first period break, is they do like a, a throwback to an old season, a previous season, and they show like footage and, and different bits of the games and they have little stats and stuff from those seasons. And that was the season they covered this past weekend in the SSE. Um so it's oh, it oh, it a Marty feel ancient. It does make you feel a bit old. Um, I, I gotta say, um, uh, sorry, Dave. Um, I know John. Uh, you mentioned you heard you listened a bit before the cringe took over. Uh, Aaron, you said you heard about thirty seconds of it. Dave, uh, have you listened to any of it? Yeah, no, I listened to it. Um, yeah, it is. It is something. <laughs> um, it, yeah, all power to them. You know, if it was, it's, I find it difficult to watch the Giants video uh, back in the day, and I find it difficult to watch the. Um, it's amazing. What are you at? It's no. um, I, but yeah, it's brilliant cause, and it just shows you that the the team has a has a bit of a fun behind them, um, which is re- usually a really good sign. Um, so hopefully, it raises loads and loads of money. Yeah, I would. I gotta agree. Um, I've listened to. I listened to the first. I'd say minute and a bit of the song, and. I'm sad, sad to say that the cringe factor took over for me as well. I, you know me, you guys know me, you know I really hate kind of like cringe humor and like Mr. Bean really just like really like real like I I like stresses me out. Just I don't like <laughs> the cringe aspect of things. Um, but I have played. I I did let the, the song stream through, maybe just the volume down. So I give them the stream anyway. So yeah, yeah, you know I've played it for the stream and give them the the, the listen. Um, so hopefully that helps. But yeah, I couldn't. Um, and it's not the first time. Um, a Christmas thing, as you say, we've got the Belfast Giants who did their the Mariah Carey song, which always gets rolled out every year. That does cringe me a bit, and I don't really watch that anymore either. Um, it's fun, as you say, Dave. It's I see what they're doing, and fair play to them. Um, great cause. Um, and yeah, maybe hopefully, you know, maybe they'll get the number one in Scotland for Christmas songs this year. I yeah. don't know. Um, but fair play to them. Um, Where, where's the... It'll be the sausage roll people. No, they're not doing one this year, thankfully. Are they not? Yes. No, they've announced they're not doing one this year, which is just like made everybody just like cheer with delight that the fact that there's no so sausage roll song so we all have to go on twitter and facebook and push to get the clans the number one then fantastic christmas the number one that's it let's let's do it let's push you know, it it'd be no worse than what they used to do for the x-factor guys so that's true <laughs> that's very <laughs> true yeah better check to retweet it <laughs> yeah yeah true um we are going to come back to christmas in the in period three um i don't think there's one in period two but we will come back to christmas in period three um so guys i think that's it for this period and if you guys are happy enough i think we'll get moved on to our period two of hockey hello and welcome to period two of hockey where we'll talk about uh, everything from outside of the uk um i'm going to start this one off because 
I did homework um, for the first time in God knows how long. And to be fair, it was the wild that did it for me and uh, not the other way around. Um, <laughs> so this week, the wild, uh, in their infinite wisdom, bend their entire coaching team. That's not the interesting part. The interesting part is that they uh, their signing of their assistant coach is, well, our familiar name to our Belfast fans uh, as Patrick Bewire, um, who uh, had a fantastic job um, when he was with Belfast. But not only that, he's also was the um, assistant coach for the Charlotte Checkers, who we also have um, affiliations with due to friends and, and whatnot. Um, so it's fantastic. I love to see uh, names pop up from in the past. Um, and this is the, the first one. I, I can't wait to see him do his first interview. It's going to be interesting. Um, mm. uh, the, the, to be fair, he really can't do any worse than what we had prior. Um, <laughs> we didn't have a great start to the season. Um, and I think their, their, their target may be first round pick anyway. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, he was sorely missed when he left. Um, he uh, was the assistant coach in Iowa the Iowa Wilds. Um, so he also was the coach. He also coached our very own um, Peyton Jones, um, as he is currently in Iowa. So just uh, Giants players all over the Wild organization at the moment. So that's maybe they'll start to win something like <laughs> The uh, the key factor will rub off. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Not and not um, not and not not the not Sheldon Keith the 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 successful Keith brother. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a bit out of left field, but um, I showed Gemma a picture of Sheldon doing his team talk um, uh, and during thing, and he sort of looks like the fellow who ate our Keith at the moment. Aww. He is. Uh, He's a bit of a chunky monkey. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> God love it. God love it. Anyone jumps in the chat here. Imagine, imagine somebody jumps oh in the God. chat here and starts starts having a go at us. Jeez. Jeez, do you have to hear what they say about us at the games? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I definitely think um, uh, just on that story, just with Dwyer coming in, I just, whenever, I think it was yourself who put it into our chat first and it was, no, I think, John, did you put it in the chat first? You said, what is going on and what's going on in, in with the wild at the moment? Um, yeah, I, I put a thing that. on, yeah, I, I put a thing on that said, uh, I think it was the day after um, the coach and staff had all been fired. I was like, geez, Dave, what's going on there? And then within a few hours, um, there had been a post uh, and Dave, you had copied in with uh, the hiring of, well, John Hines. And I had a snigger at that one, uh, having recently having uh, seen him be fired from the job in Nashville. Um, but then for, for Paddy Dwyer to show up as uh, as the assistant coach, uh, helping to run the bench, that was uh, it was awesome to see. But I, I'm, I, I think you're right about the, Potentially gunning for the the first draft pick here. Um, hiring yes. John Hines is a is an interesting yeah. way to go. Uh, a guy with a proven middle of the table track record. He, he is not a championship winning coach. Yeah, I have a sneaking suspicion that the Wilds are in. So we already know the Wilds are in a uh, bad way with the cap because they're still holding on to cap space from people. Um, 
names um, completely left me. But uh, they're still holding on to cap space for players that are no longer playing for the Wild. Um, and it's a, a significant chunk of uh, of capital. Um, so the only logical thing at the minute is to run out the clock. Um, there's no point in... Um, they're, they're not good enough to make a run. Um, so basically what they want to do is try and keep the people coming and not you know, make it look like we're taking the game serious um, and keep the bums on seats for ticket sales and then see what we get draft-wise. That's all we can really hope for at this stage. Um, but having, hopefully, somebody like Dwyer, I know he's not going to change the change the world, but he's been around the block. Um, and if he's maybe going to linger around when we get a new coach, um, you know, a proper coach, a championship coach, um, that might be good signs for, for the future um, if, he, if he does stay. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but again, the more uh, giants links I can have in the NHL, the better. Yeah, it was definitely great. It was definitely great to see. Um, my only thing will be, um, obviously, hopefully, hopefully, I'm hoping that the Wild just keep calling him Patrick Dwyer and don't try to shorten his name down to Patty Dwyer with the with the two T's because every time I seen his name spelled P A T T Y, it made me want to cry. Um, but uh, yeah, no, great, great to see. Um, as you say, it's always good to see a a giant um and a name that we all know um hit the hit hit the hit the um you know. Hit the NHL and and it's just it's so good to see and as you said as you mentioned as well Dave you know that link with the Charlotte Checkers and previously you know obviously we got good friends there in Charlotte um um so um yeah it's good to see good to see yeah it was uh, it was fantastic and I, I I can't lie I did have to I went I know that name and had to go figure out why I knew that name <laughs> I'm not going to pretend to be an encyclopedic knowledge of all our players so I was like I know that it was one of the Billy Connolly I know you. I know, I know, I know your face. <laughs> so yeah, th- so that was that was my my piece. I thought it was really fantastic. Um, the who do I go to next? Because I know that there's one I want to talk about, but I was thinking we could probably leave that to the end, which would be Marty's uh, interesting waiver story. Let's let's go with the biggest story. Let's go with the biggest story of the I suppose the last couple of days. Um, in the NHL, we'll that's the, okay. The binning the the team or the. No, misconduct. No. Or you're going for the we Wait, lost the game. Let's 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 go. No, let's go with um. Let's go. Let's go with the story um of uh, the waivers story of Corey. Let's go with the waivers then. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Um, it is a bit of a an interesting one. Um, we'll be very careful in what we talk about because um, there have been rumors yeah, we will. around. These are uh, there have been, all allegedly and all our own personal opinions. Allegedly, nothing yeah. Is, there's nothing is alleged. Important rumors going around of certain things that happened there's now i believe um an official statement being put out um officially by cory perry kind of kind of explain what was going on a bit um but the chicago chicago blackhawks have placed cory uh, perry on to waivers um as contract anyway um basically following a incident that happened last week before a matchup with the Blue Jackets, according to the, um, a report that was made. Perry was placed on waivers, travelled to Columbus one week ago and a day before the Blackhawks road match, um, an incident with a team employee occurred. Uh, it's unclear where the report incident took place and the Blackhawks then began an investigation once they were notified of what occurred. The report stated that the first insight into what led to Perry's mysterious absence before the Blackhawks' decision to waive his contract um, with intentions of terminating it. There wasn't a lot of rumours, but or a lot of information came out, so it caused a lot of wild speculation and rumours, which spread right across social media. Um, these have been shut down um, by both the team 
and NHL reporters. Um, and I, uh, it's an interesting one. Um, it doesn't. They 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 were very clear to say that it does not involve any players or their families, and anything that suggests otherwise, or anyone that suggests. Anyone who suggests otherwise is widely inaccurate and frankly, it's disgusting to suggest. Um, Blackhawks general manager Kyle Davidson also added that Blackhawks players were notified on Tuesday to make them aware the organization had made a decision to cut ties with Perry, um, but did not say um, what those details were and what occurred um, for the former teammate. Now, we'll talk briefly about what went round online. I think it's worth mentioning because it's obviously mm-hmm. the story that's been going on. Yeah, this, is this is a fair, complete lie fabrication. Fair play. We're gonna fair say play. I'm going to sit back and listen to how Marty puts this. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy watching this potentially fall down around our ears. Well, no. All I'm going to say is there was a, a rumour going around that he potentially slept with a player's family member. That's all I'm going to say. Um, and said fam- said said player said player is a quite an influential player within Chicago Blackhawks right now in that organization. Um, he may be a certain wonder kid for the Blackhawks organization at this time. Um, so there was some rumors around the reason why he, maybe he was placed on waivers because the family member in question belonged to said wonder kid. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Um, they all every, all all parties have come out and said that. That's not the case. That's not what happened. Uh, Corey Perry has released a statement today, um, as of about an hour ago, in which he states, statement, I'm going to read it out word for word, uh, in which he says, I sincerely apologize to the entire Chicago Blackhawks organization, including ownership, management, coaches, trainers, employees, and my teammates. I'd also like to apologize to my fans and my family. I'm embarrassed and I've let you all down. As a result of my actions, there's been speculation and other rumors. I am sickened by the impact this has had on others, and I want to make it clear that in no way did the situation involve any of my teammates or their families. Most importantly, I want to directly apologize to those who have been negatively affected, and I am sorry for the additional impact to others it has created. My behavior was inappropriate and wrong. I've started working with experts in mental health and substance abuse fields to discuss my struggles with alcohol, and I will take whatever steps necessary to ensure this never happens again, and I hope to regain the trust and respect of everyone who has believed who has believed in me throughout my entire career. Once again, I'm deeply sorry, Corey. So the rumors that were going around, obviously, he is putting down and saying that's clearly 100% he's saying it is not what happened and that the fact isn't out there. The fact that the Blackhawks haven't released what exactly it is and why he's placed on waivers. I think this is just one of those stories where we're just never going to really find out what's going on for obvious I'm, reasons. Obviously, the story's been proven to be false based on what they've said. I'm more concerned that they came out and have said, no, that's 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 not what happened. But they haven't said what it was. Does that mean it's worse? Well, supposedly what's what's happened is that he has been drunk and has done something inappropriate towards a Blackhawks employee. And that's all that has been I don't even think that, that has been made as an official statement yet, but that has what has that is what has been said. Um the biggest problem is that in the build-up to this, the Blackhawks were so closed off and closed doors about what was going on. Um, all the first... I've got to stop these reactions and thumbs up. Um, the the first thing that was known about it, it looked like uh, Perry was being put on the uh, healthy scratch list. And clearly that wasn't the case that wasn't what was happening and speculation was going wild about why one of the top line guys 
for this organization wasn't on the lineup. Then you get things like these, like rumors that snowball. And the problem is you've got an organization like Chicago, like Chicago, who through their own actions and their own inactions now have a, an organizational reputation for trying to hide inappropriate behavior within the organization. So those two things put together led to the rumors which have come out. And that's an organizational problem. This is a lack of trust from across the game in the Chicago Blackhawks. And is it the, they're, they're, they're going to have to address that. that. I appreciate that they haven't made it public because it's a work it's a work yep. issue. But they once they find out about it, they immediately cut ties with them. They didn't well, no, try what to. They, what they did like was they've they, had other they stories got, where they've tried to not Blackhawks, but other teams have tried to blush things under the under the rug. They have made yeah, a so media the GM, action. The GM made a statement uh, about a few days into everything, all that was going on. Now this went on for about a week or so. Mm. Um, all the ru- the rumor mill and everything. Yeah. Finally, the GM came out and said, uh, "We heard about this. It triggered a response within the team. We obviously can't make a statement about it because it's an internal staffing issue. All the rest of it." And that's totally fine. But for a week, they allowed the rumors to go on and on and on. And that's a problem. What they should have said straight away is there's an issue with an employee. Steps are being taken Uh, or allegations have been made. Now, allegations are just that. They are just allegations. They can be rescinded. They can be taken away. They can be proved to be wrong. But they said nothing. And one of their top guys was not playing for them. Of course, people are going to start to speculate about what's going on. This Mm. wasn't a guy who's just come up from the A, who's going to go back down a couple of weeks later. It's it's Corey Perry. (laughs) They have to say something. And the the organization is partially responsible for all the rumors that have gone around the rest of the league and around, around the game as well. it's just a nonsense how people can have confidence in this organization is beyond me the difficulty is going to be in the fact that if the story does transpire and the information comes out further that it is as you say john that it's a case of um player got misused um alcohol was drunk or whatever it was um did maybe something toward a a, a, um, a staff member within the Blackhawks organization. I mean, would you not think that's a bigger case than just placed on waivers? Would that not be a big sign for other teams and out there to be kind of going, this is not, this, this is not acceptable. But then we've, we've seen it in the past, obviously with certain other players, but um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting story, but it's it's it was definitely one that before the Blackhawks got out there and said made their statement, and before obviously the statement today, it's been one that's been this has caused so so much like gossip and wildfire in terms of what it was, um, and some of those you, you had all happened. the you had all the side rumors that were going on. The other player who was wrapped up in all of this, and you had rumors that he was asking for transfers because of a toxic environment within the the locker room. Now, again, it, it doesn't matter if that's true or not. That went round, and that's going to have an impact in the locker room. Now, said player has been giving interviews in the ne- in the last uh, couple of days uh, about upcoming games and things, and the the locker room seemed to have moved on from this, and, and that, that's totally fine. But this is always going to be there. This is always going to be online, all the stories that people have said. When people talk about these guys' careers – they're going to talk, remember that time when that came out and people were talking about that and do you think that was real? 
this is permanent now. So yeah. organizations have yeah. to be, uh, they have to be awake to that. It's just a, yeah. uh, it's just a nonsense. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, it completely sort of baffled me whenever reading it. It did sort of spiral and then continue to snowball, but let's hopefully say it's put to bed. Maybe bad turn of phrase, but um, the I will move to uh, John to uh, for his piece, and then we'll come back to Marty for his final one because they're kind of. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not like that? No, no. <laughs> so John, I'll go with you for your for your piece. Yeah, so uh, a few days ago, uh, Florida were uh, lining up against Toronto. Um, the game went to overtime, and the Florida Panthers scored a goal, or so they thought. <laughs> the goal was reviewed. The referees then decided that the game had not ended. Uh, what was interesting was I think the Leafs had left the ice, the Panthers were celebrating, or some, some, other way around. some Leafs, or sorry, other way around. So um, anyway, players had left the ice and they ended up having to be called back. Um, and what's more gutten than anything is that the, the Leafs went on to win. Um, so it's terrible yeah, to see the way Leafs win. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I really loved about the story was, um, yeah, the Panthers went off and then they came back, they were brought back on again. And whenever they, the Leafs went on to, the Leafs obviously went on to win, um, the game and the <laughs> the coach for the Panthers, uh, you can clearly he wasn't mic'd up, but you can clearly see what he says to the ref. If you watch back the video and watch his response to the ref, they had, um, he asks the ref, was that a goal this time? And when the ref, whenever it was, he just goes, F sick. You know, you could see him, like, you could see him just, like, you know, um, said out loud. Um, but yeah, like, fans were starting to leave. And all of a sudden, obviously, this was announced. And you can see the fans just walking back into the arena, be like, what's just happening? Um, it's it's hilarious. It was so Do we funny. have a, a, a video of the non goal? Oh, yeah, there is a video that I'll, I'll yeah, send yeah, it to yeah. you. There is one. Um, that it's, it's Remind double... me, was it was it OT that this was called, or was it, shootout. were they already in the shootout? It was OT So I think shootout. it, was, yeah, it yeah. was called a no-goal for a double tap on the puck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. so effectively, he had fired the shot, and it, it wasn't going, so he, he tapped it again. Well, he didn't uh, even... So effectively... It, it, it yeah. sort of was weird. It, it was off the rebound from the pads, his... Well, it came back out, but his stick was still moving forward, so it counted as a second tap. Yep. Um, nice then. It was, it was yeah, definitely... So technically, the, the puck had lost but... its forward momentum, basically. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's it. He took it, he took a shot. It was rebounded off the it was re, 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 rebounded off the um off the leg pad off the leg pads um and yeah it bounced as you say Dave it kind of bounced off the player's stick and kind of bounced over and in yeah. um so it technically was, it was a second it was a second tap of the of the puck yeah. um when it went in. If and the thing being is that if he had have got a stick away from it, his foot probably would have done it, and it's it probably would have been a goal. Um, because that wouldn't have counted as a second. Uh, but would second it hit. if would it if the puck had moved it, back up the ice? It's fine if the puck goes back as long as you don't bring it back. Because mm. what if you're no longer in control of the puck, and as long as he doesn't kick it, and just uh, if it hits his foot, sort of. But it is okay. it is what it is. But it was uh, a tight one. I watched it like a good three or four runs because apart from the overhead view. It, it just looked like a good goal. And then when you got the overhead view, you seen the double double tap. It was 
I couldn't get over whenever it's like the, the amount of time it must have taken them as referees to review that it was bonkers. Yeah, especially in that yeah. sort of game. Like, was... Well, that's a that's a that's a shootout. So Toronto would be watching that anyway, wouldn't they? Yeah, of course Toronto were watching it. <laughs> Sorry, by that I mean the league, the situation room I... in the league. <laughs> the important people in Toronto. <laughs> but yeah, no. It's, uh, if you get a chance, Aaron, give it a wee watch. It's uh, well done. It's definitely, a, it's definitely a good. I'll one. I'll fire you link three. You can have a wee look at it because I have got it. Um, I had to save down somewhere else, so I will. I'll fire it to you. So awesome. over to you, Marty. For yeah. Um, yeah, the last story is an interesting one. Um, as another interesting one as well. Um, this is the game last Monday night with again Florida Panthers involved with this one too. Uh, the Florida Panthers took on the Ottawa Senators. Um, and what became, I suppose, the most comical thing in terms of a fight uh, in the NHL season so far. Um, at the back half of the third period, with a few minutes, with not that long to go in the game. Uh, both teams end up, um, both lines on both teams end up getting into a bit of a, an entire line brawl, I should say. Um, both, both uh, for both all play, all players on the ice. Um, once referees got hold of the game, every single player on the ice was assessed a ten-minute penalty um, that knocked them all out for the rest of the game. Um, it was just, have you, have you, have you seen, have you seen the video of it? Have you seen it all had had happened? And I just then the ref's reaction, and it's like, you know, when he done the whole thing of like, you know, it was like basically just pointed around everyone and obviously done the two thing for misconduct or whatever it was. And he just pointed around everyone on the ice. And at that point, I, everyone was just like, what is going on here? <laughs> did you did you hear the announcement? Did you hear yes. the on ice announcement? So it's he says something along the lines of um, every player on the ice has a 10 minute misconduct amongst other penalties. Yes. Um, which is hilarious like he's, he's not even going to go through them all he's basically just like all these guys are out the funniest part of the whole thing is because it was the third period because they all got game misconducts the i think there was about 10 minutes left or maybe just less than 10 minutes left of the game the benches oh, yeah. as a result of that looked so empty yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it looked yeah. it looked like an elite league game like maybe like five seasons ago like these teams were playing two and a half three line hockey now yeah. Like it's yeah. it's mental. Um, We've had players before, and I've never seen and everyone on the ice getting ten minutes before. No, never. No, That's even even with line brawls, even with line yeah. brawls, I've never seen it. Normally, what you get is the two that start it, and then a few others might get like you might get a third man in yep. uh, on either side. Um, but generally speaking, if everyone else is in, it's usually a bit of roughing, unless it's like proper, like if it's like two teams who sent out their third lines. Uh, and they're going to properly go at it, then yeah, you might find 10 guys all get five minutes. But for two full lines to get 10-minute misconducts, that, that's mental. The Newcastle it, game, the, the Giants full line brawl, I think they got the first initial ones were five for fighting and then the rest were two minutes for roughing. Um, but they did, they bend the whole lines, but they were only for a few right, minutes. Okay. But to throw, to throw the players out of the game, there was another I'm, i was trying to find the story there but i can't find it um but there's another story today from the nhl of a game of the game from last night um i wonder if if mark is still on but it was i think it was the um i think if i remember correctly it was from 
the um, Penguins game last night where there's an incident happened on the ice and I think the ref was basically then said, I think someone was getting, one of the other Pens players was getting involved. He's like, do you also want a penalty? Do you want to keep it up and get a penalty? <laughs> yeah, do you want to go with him? Do you want to go with him? Do you want to go with him? Do you want to go? And you can hear it clearly and I just think it's so funny. I just think whatever the refs are mic'd up and you can hear what's going on on the ice, it always cracks me up whenever you can actually hear. Like, Feels like a school teacher one. type thing, doesn't it? Especially when they've got big personality. When, when you've got certain refs in the NHL who you know who have big personalities, when they're involved with it, and sometimes they do maybe just chew up the, the ice a bit, like in terms of like, you know, they want to take, they want to be the big thing on the ice. Like you, you remember the, the guy who's been like, five minutes for fighting. Wes McCauley. Yeah. Wes like, McCauley. And that's that's the thing I was going to say. I actually love the fact that we're getting this again because the game lost something. Because I believe Wes is, is retired. I think he retired yeah. a couple of seasons ago now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was brilliant. Like he was, yes, the game isn't about the referees. We've said that quite a lot, especially here in the Elite League. We say the game is not about the referees and it's not. But having a little bit of personality actually maybe draws a little bit of a spotlight to these guys because we've said it loads of times, without the referees, without the linesmen, we don't have a game. So to actually see guys who, like Wes, who enjoy what they're doing and it gives us something else to talk about. And with this one as well, I, I couldn't tell you who the ref was in this game. But he clearly made an impactful decision on the game and did it in quite a humorous way, was to throw out 10 guys with 10-minute misconducts and then to announce it in that way as well. 10 minutes for everyone on the ice, amongst other penalties. (laughs) It's just brilliant. I haven't had a good chuckle at a ref and donkeys, and that was the the best one. And I, I don't even think... Um, well, I couldn't find it anyway. But the amongst other penalties, I couldn't find what the other penalties were even after the game. Honestly, I don't think there were any. I think the I think the refs' uh, report just went back, just gave them all ten minutes of misconduct. They weren't going to mess about with it and give them other stuff. They just left it as uh, as ten ten minutes of misconduct. See ya. <laughs> You're right. I, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Happy days. Um, well, I think that's us for period two. Uh, so we'll move on to period three. Period three is our general knocky knocky news. Oh, that was good. Finally. Um, <laughs> finally, yeah. Um, knocky news is about anything and everything else in the world of hockey that we don't think fits very neatly into period one or period two. Or quite often, whenever there's just too much stuff in period one and two, and we throw some stuff into period three. Period three this week around is about something that's very heavy about something that we quite like here on door 14 and that's jerseys uh, we're going to look at uh, quite a few jerseys this time around when are um, we just going to uh, rename period three to jersey periods i was thinking exactly the same thing yep because what what do we do what do we do what do, what do we do whenever uh we're in like i don't know the first couple of weeks of the season and there's no new jerseys to talk about uh, other than the the ones that we've done at the start of the season, all the, the new jerseys. But anyway, let's make you a start, get, guys. the whole period of 10 misconduct. And, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go with um, Elite League to start with, um, because I'm going to come back, Marty, to yours, because it links very neatly into uh, some other stuff. So first one that we're looking at here um, is... The Sheffield Steelers, if you're uh, not watching the video podcast, you can jump on to YouTube at around the 1 hour 27 mark and you can have a look at these jerseys uh, and, and see what we're looking at here. 
Sheffield Steelers have released their 2024 Winter Classic jerseys. Um, guys, this is, I think, the second year that they've done what they've called a Winter Classic. I believe it's their like first game in the new year. I think they do play on the first, so I think that's why they call it the Winter Classic jersey. Um, what do we make of it? Marty? Oh, oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's... They've went, they've went with the same design. They've went with the, the, that old school kind of um, design. I just, I, I, I kind of get the idea in terms of bringing out these like three winter classic design jerseys in order to kind of boost a bit of sales. Um, it makes sense <clears throat> because it will draw people's attention and they are quite nice looking jerseys, plain looking and, and nice kind of the way the design is. I still kind of feel it's weird that they have like a branded like logo and symbol for like a winter classic, which I just think is a bit, odd because i think if if we had a, a if it was an official elite league thing that it would make sense but to have their own little like weird brand of a of winter classic and, and designate a game themselves as a winter classic game i think it's a bit strange and i think it's a bit weird because then about probably about six weeks about four weeks later five weeks later we're going to have that retro weekend game um which sure. they're going to throw out another retro game jersey at the end of that season or at the end of that, at the end of january so i i don't know they're they're okay um i see what they're we'll doing also throw see- also throw into that mix, there will be pride jerseys in January yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see what they're doing. It makes sense, you know. Optimize a bit of um, bit of Christmas money. You know, people are going to come in with a bit of Christmas money for Christmas. You know, optimize people wanting to buy these jerseys for the for those games. Yeah, it makes it makes sense. I, do you know what? They're inoffensive. The design is simple and straightforward. And actually, I think some of the d- design actually looks nicer. I think than their actual current jersey. So, um, yeah, Aaron. Pretty much like that last sentence that Murray just said <laughs> is, is where I was going with it. I really like the middle one. I really like the cream one. I think the cream one is is actually top notch. It's a jersey. It's because you're a Flyers fan and it looks like a Flyers jersey. No, no. Because then I would, I would either be going for the orange or the black one. But I quite I, I like the cream one. I think I think it I think it, it's very clean. But it's really what Marty just said there. I was I've brought up the Steelers logo, the standard Steelers logo. I like that one better. I, I'm I'm not entirely sure. I feel like that logo is just open to Photoshop and buy nine other teams into something much more hilarious. Um, they be holding a, a hammer or something like that for to be the Steelers. Yeah, they can hold yeah. my hammer, um, Dave. Yeah, I have to say I'm I'm with you, John. Um, it it, uh, it it looks a bit questionable. Um, it's questionable. It's a bit, it, you know, it's it's going to be somebody holding a spanner or something, uh, if you know what I mean. Um, it's <laughs> not. Uh, it's a bit. Uh, it, it's a bit. Um, it's filled with character. <laughs> filled with character absolutely love it um out, out of interest guys i just wanted to have a look and see so the steelers are the only uh team playing uh well, obviously sorry they're not the only team playing uh on the first of january uh although i wouldn't put it past them uh, to play themselves in a winter classic uh, that jersey clearly has them playing with themselves um <laughs> they they will face off against the manchester storm on january 1st manchester storm as well <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. This has just descended. So let's let's very quickly move on, Marty. I don't know if you've got a, a photo for the next one. 
I had to throw up as well. Uh, the Glasgow clan. Uh, it doesn't look like a man's uh, this past weekend uh, wore these fantastic, in my opinion, St. Andrew's Day. And actually, just to say as well, happy St. Andrew's Day to everyone. Uh, it's November 30th. It is uh, the patron saint of Scotland's day. Uh, so that's what these jerseys were all about. I have my opinion on these jerseys, guys. I know that you guys know that I quite like this design. It's out there. It's probably the closest we've had to the sort of seizure-inducing jerseys since Fife did their incredible jerseys a few seasons ago. Um, it is out there, but I do love it. Um, it's it's up there with the patriotic side of jerseys as Edinburgh's um, old saltire jersey. Like it, It's up there for me. Uh, Marty, you have, a, I think, a very different opinion. I just don't get it. John, I, do you know what? I just, I just think you go, I think, honestly, uh, if, if we look through, if we were, if we were to let people look through our, 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 our WhatsApp chat, um, our group WhatsApp chat, I genuinely think you just go, right, you look at a jersey and you think, right, nobody's put it in our chat yet. Um, Marty's going to hate this jersey. <laughs> so I'm going to say I love this jersey. And then, and then you sometimes go right. Well, I, I, Marty's going to say he's, he he hits this jersey. Uh, yeah, so it's the opposite way. I just genuinely think because, like, my head, I'm like, this is the most gaudy looking thing in the whole entire world. Like, it's so gaudy looking, but it's yes, gold. It's yes, well, it's I, yellow. That's what yellow. John likes. I uh, yes, I like the I, I like the um the the Giants um like you like you the know, picnic blanket jersey. October, yeah, and I think that was gaudy, but I liked it. But then you hated it. So how can you hate? How could you have hated October but like this? I just I because yeah, do you know I what, just, mate? Because do, do you know what? You're the Glasgow patriotic. clan. Sorry, you're the Glasgow, the Glasgow right. yeah. So this is the point. The Glasgow clan, while clearly they don't play in Glasgow, they do play in Scotland. So having a Scotland themed jersey kind of matches quite well. The Belfast Giants do not play in Germany. So <laughs> okay, yeah. it doesn't doesn't quite hit I the just, same points yeah. there. Um, and to be honest, you're you're just jealous because we're in we're here in Northern Iron. It's it's not like we can just throw a flag up on a jersey and expect everyone to be okay with it. <laughs> I just well, fifty percent of them would be alright. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, what I would what I'd quite like is the Giants to kind of go with um, a jersey like like a flag jersey, but instead of putting anything on it, just a plain jersey, no color at all on it, and just put flag. <laughs> the word flag. flag. Do you know um, what? That's that's cross community. That's for everyone. It could be your flag. It could be their flag. It could be anyone's flag. 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 Uh, yeah. Well, my yeah. My thoughts are I don't like it. Simple. <laughs> Good. Uh, Dave, quickly come to you because I know that you were a fan of Edinburgh's um, old oh, saltire jersey. The thing that lets me down on this is the purple, and I know they have to have the purple, but still, yep. If they took the purple away and maybe made the clan logo smaller, made it more patriotic focused, then I would be like, "Oh, that's amazing." More, but, more patriotic than having Mel Gibson on your jersey. Are you, <laughs> like, yeah, do you know what? Exactly. Do you know what? Yeah. Actually, do you know what, Dave? I'll, I'll, do you know what? I'll, I'll agree yeah. with you. If the purple was taken away, yes, I think I would like this jersey more. I would, I hundred percent agree with you. I think the purple makes it look really weird. Yeah, it's because it, it clashes or something. It just doesn't quite. Match. I think the pur- the purple. Uh, yeah, keep the purple. Neck, okay, but the the sleeves and the bottoms, one hundred percent. Or if they made it a band rather than the fade, I think it's the fade that's getting me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. Just get it's the you know the um, you know Photoshop, not even Photoshop, the MS Paint fade. You know, it's the gradient. <laughs> you know, 
clearly done on PowerPoint there. <laughs> um, so that's that's that one. Marty, can we switch over and um, head across the water and can we have a look at uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings have put together this absolute beauty of a jersey. Uh, we are obviously in, that we are in Teddy Toss season. Um, people are getting ready to, uh, you know, to- toss their Teddy on the first ho- uh, home goal. Uh, we're, we're, we're not talking. No, no, no. We're not talking about the Steelers here again. Um, so the Oil Kings have have gone right. With, they they've stuck with the brand here, and they've said right. It's Teddy Toss night. The the Oil Kings are one of those organisations that are well known for getting fully in on uh, Teddy Toss night. These are fantastic. And what I love is the fact they've gone all out. It's not just the jersey. It's the shorts. It's the socks. It's everything. They have just said, do you know what? Screw it. Let's just go for it. Let's just be those guys. Anyone want to come in on these? Love it. Absolutely love it. You know what I love about it? See the Teddy with the crown. Fantastic. Just chef's kiss. (laughs) <laughs> sticking, sticking to brand, sticking to brand. Yeah. So they are. Brilliant. I love it. Uh, but that being said, Marty, um, we're we're not just in Teddy Toss season in North America. We're in Teddy Toss season here as well, and teams are starting to announce them. Yeah, the first I think the first team that officially announced their the Teddy the Teddy Bear Toss for this year uh, was the the Cardiff Devils. Um, they announced that uh, this past week. I think it was earlier in the week. I think we're in about Monday time. Uh, the Devils are going to host the Dundee Stars on Saturday, the sixteenth of December, for their annual uh, Ur the Bear, as they call it, promotion. Um, the Devils, uh, when the Devils, as you say, once the first game, once the first goal is scored, uh, fans will then throw their soft toys under the ice, and the toys in Cardiff will be distributed uh, between Tyhaffen, Cardiff Women's Aid. United Welch and at Noah's Ark Hospital. Um, what they are asking for is obviously soft toys, brand new and wrapped in clear plastic bags. Um, don't bring any used toys and then throw onto the ice when they're um, told to do so or when the first goal is scored. So that's the Cardiff Devils one. So that's the 16th of December. Um, I don't. We will be recording before them, uh, so we might put a wee reminder in on that before that. But um, that's the, the 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 Cardiff one. The Belfast Giants then today announced their teddy bear toss, um, which would be at the game this coming weekend i believe is it the third of december sunday. yeah it's this no, saturday it's, it's this, this sunday it's, <clears throat> this sunday um yeah, there's a typo in that article there's a typo in the article um this sunday the third of december um the belfast giants are having their teddy bear toss this coming this weekend um as the festive home games kick off uh this year the um fans are being asked to obviously donate their bears um for obviously it'll be going towards the different Belfast hospitals here in Northern or sorry the Belfast different different hospitals here in Northern not just Belfast I should say sorry uh, I do apologize for that um, they did announce that the toys that are collected will go to um, deliver to the Royal Victoria Hospital Ulster Hospital um, as well as a number of different um, other areas as well um, Teddy Bird Toss um, as I say they've said exactly the same idea if you can put together any toys soft toys or um, any anything's welcome doesn't have to just be bears um, um, anything from um, suitable from birth right up um, to older kids as well. Um, all toys and gifts should be brand new with labels left on. Um, so when your first goal is scored, chuck it in. So that's this coming weekend. Um, yeah. 
Um, am I, think, I am oh, I wrong? This this I should sorry I should mention story... sorry before sorry John before I move on from it um they should say in addition to the teddy bear toss there is an appeal sorry that's where I was getting confused there is an appeal as well for cash for kids mission Christmas gifts so if you have want to buy a gift um for different age ranges specific age categories um so things like babies rattles bath toys that sort of thing uh teens headphones speakers power banks that sort, type of stuff um all all of those kind of gifts can be left at door one before the game starts. Um, so that's different. That's slightly different appeal, but it's on the same night. Sorry, John, go ahead. Cool. Um, no, it's just to point out that I think this entire post needed to be proofread um, because not only did they say Saturday the 3rd, which is wrong, they also say that the game is against the Manchester Storm, which it isn't. It's against the Sheffield Steelers. Um, so anyone, yes, anyone reading this... Well, so this is why anyone... I'm confu- so this is why I'm confused. It says it says Saturday the third of December on the article, I believe, against yep. Manchester Storm. But mm-hmm. the Manchester Storm game is the sixteenth. Now I'm going back now to see if I can check to see if I can find the post on Twitter because I think the post on Twitter might be the sixteenth. That might I thought I read it was the sixteenth. When, when you said the third, I was like, I thought it was the sixteenth. I'm I talked to Amy about it today, and I thought it was sixteenth. Well, the fact that the story says this Saturday. Um, yes, but so, it also says this Saturday against the Manchester. You know, there's there's a lot. Do you know, do you know what? Do you know what? Just bring Teddy's, bring teddies. guys. They're all they're all going to go. They're no, going to no, go wait. to a good cause no matter no, what. Just... So just bring Teddy's first goal. Get it on the ice, and then <laughs> a couple of weeks later, first goal. No, throw it on the ice so, again. Yeah, so double the Giants. The Giants need to fix their. The Giants need to fix their. Um, they need to fix their new their. Um, their, their news story, their, their news article on their website because uh, their social media outlets and social media posts are all saying the festive period uh, or the teddy bear toss will be on Saturday the 16th of December against the Manchester Storm. So actually the story that they sent through on their press release out in their um, in the emails and everything else said the 3rd of December and it's the post they've put up on their own official website is the 3rd of December. So that is incorrect. No Let me get that correct. It's the sixteenth. It is officially the sixteenth of it's Saturday, the sixteenth of December against the Manchester Storm. Um, so yeah, that's 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 correct now. Um, that's weird, do not yeah. toss against the Steelers. Don't. Okay, yes, that is the yes. message that we're saying. Don't toss against the Steelers. Yep, no use toys. No use toys, and we repeat, do not toss against the Steelers. Um, guys. Yeah, that is off. it as far as period three is concerned. I'm going to just have my quick little moan here because I've been having it online. Uh, obviously, the last couple of podcasts, we have uh, been really lucky that we've been able to put out interviews with uh, a couple of players on 14 with 14, uh, which has been fantastic. A uh, couple, of, couple of teams and a couple of guys uh, have been really good in having a chat with me. Unfortunately, uh, I'm now in a position that the other eight teams uh, have either blown me out for now uh, or have chosen to ignore us completely. So really sadly, until we, we hear something back from either organisations or uh, start getting in contact with players directly and start circumventing the teams, uh, we'll, there just isn't one for this podcast. Fingers crossed we'll be able to get something back uh, later down the line. But uh, sadly, no 14 with 14 this time around. Uh, no, um, and that is unfortunate, John. As you say, um, it's been a great um, little addition to the to the podcast, um, and we are disappointed it isn't. But hopefully, it will return um, in due course, and hopefully, our our next uh, willing willing person willing participant and team um, can hopefully. Um, Hopefully we'll see that before Christmas and that one of our next podcasts before that Christmas period. It'd be great if we could. Um, and yeah, we're, we're kind of. Starting out to there, the so. NHL. 
<laughs> well, listen, I'm thinking. I mean, I mean, we could we could reach out. Um, go wider than the Columbus. Um, um, there's a couple of names there we have. Um, and there's a there's a there's a name specifically a name um that we know of a, a previous Belfast Giant um who's willing to come on and have a chat with us. It was a previous number fourteen. So maybe we'll give him a shout. And maybe if we can't get one yep. of the elite league teams, we'll we'll get him in. The, um, the eight the other eight elite league teams. They've all been contacted uh, over the last uh, sort of six weeks or so. Uh, so it's it's sitting in your inboxes, guys. Um, and if you're one team in particular, it's sitting with your uh, one of your directors, actually, because every other email just bounces back as undeliverable. Um, so, yeah, if we if we have to, uh, I've got a, a certain individual who's uh, who's willing and we just need to get in contact and sort something out so that might be the the way that we go for the next podcast yeah. let's do that one let's, why good. not why not people be interested to hear um guys that's it then for this week we've got nothing else we've got no questions either have come in this week um sadly but uh that's not a problem mark i'm disappointed a, in you disappointed oh, um, loyalist fan isn't helping us out these days exactly <laughs> Um, guys, with that, we will just round it off our episode like we always do, and we'll send everybody who's listening or watching um, to our website, door14hockey.com, where you can check out all the previous episodes and content. Um, well, not as much anymore, but <laughs> from our previous episodes, so you can check those out on door14hockey.com. Uh, we're on all of the social media channels, Twitter or X, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and John puts up the odd TikTok every now and again at door14hockey. Um, please reach out, give us a shout, send us your questions, send us your stories, that you want to hear you want us to include and just generally have a chat with us we we do love we do love hearing from you and interacting with you guys so um keep it up um if you are less watching us on uh youtube uh don't forget to click the subscribe button and the little bell thing which is down here somewhere um i don't really know the youtube thing uh, john you probably know it better than i do um give us a give us a subscription thing yep uh somewhere around there uh if you're listening to us on whatever podcast provider of choice and you haven't subscribed to us already which you probably are if you've got us on your on your feed but if not um don't forget to hit subscribe and if you could leave us a little comment or uh, a rating um all those ratings do help um in the algorithm and, and everything else and gets us out there so um we do appreciate it if you could do that for us um that's really it for this week. Uh, apart from just signing off, uh, I'm Marty. I'm Dave. I'm John. I'm Aaron. Have a great week. <laughs> <laughs>